hello, Courier Nation. Welcome to the Deliver on Your Business podcast, where you are the boss. Each week, we talk about how to make the most of your business as an independent contractor, as a courier delivering for gig economy apps like Grubhub, DoorDash, Postmates, Uber Eats, and so many others. Welcome back once again, Courier Nation. Uh, It's good to have you back again. And uh, last week, we had this team of researchers that came onto the podcast and they talked about their study of gig economy drivers. And they're looking into things about what does a platform have to do to keep their drivers or to attract drivers? And if you hadn't noticed, the geek in me was in hog heaven here. I'm, I'm just fascinated by all of this stuff involved with these companies. And the thing with these delivery companies, they've all got a heck of a time keeping drivers. Now, maybe it's that delivery can be a pretty good gig. So I don't know if these companies just think that, hey, because of that, there's this endless supply of contractors. We don't have to try and keep contractors. We can just keep replacing them, you know? But guys, how much is DoorDash paying out in referral fees, you know? How much effort is put into recruiting and attracting these drivers, And then once you've done that, how do you keep drivers from jumping ship? You know, the thing about this is you don't have to spend more money to get your drivers. And and this is what a lot of this study was about, was, was helping to identify things besides money, because these companies don't have money to throw at it. I know they've got billions, but they're under so much profit, uh, so much pressure to be profitable that they've got to find ways to do this without throwing more money at the problem. And so this, this, that's why this whole thing is so fascinating to me. But I've got this fear about this whole thing, that with this research that these guys have done, you know, is it like a tree that fell in the woods? You know, did anybody hear it? Because I don't know that these companies really care. It's like they haven't figured out this idea that there are things that you can do, but instead what they want to do is more like force and coerce and, and all of those things. So anyway, what I thought I'd do is just add in my own two cents here. Now, I really encourage you guys to take the survey from these guys uh, that were on last week. Make your voices heard. I'll put a link in the show notes again like I did last week. But please, go help them out because they're good guys. So if you can take that survey, that would be awesome. So anyway, what do I think? I'll start with why I do more with one platform, Grubhub, and why that's changing, and why I don't deliver now for Postmates. All of these things have things that are related to stuff other than how much they are paying me in their delivery fees. And then I'll get into probably throwing out some ideas that I think would make a difference in whether or not I would do more for a platform, whether I would be more loyal to that platform or make me more likely to switch to another platform. So I'll just kind of throw out my thoughts at least as far as what kind of stuff is important. Now, folks, there's there's two reasons that Grubhub was has been my go-to for the longest time. One is consistency. There was just always a steady supply of orders. And the other is they do the best at encouraging tips. And heck, if you try not to tip in the app, it's almost like they argue with you, you know. And uh, so in the end, it's I think that they did pay better, but it, they paid better because the customers tipped better, but they encouraged that. And so, yeah, it's better pay, but it's not because it's more money out of their own pockets. And in fact, in in a way, it's genius because they figured out if the customer's tipping well, they don't have to pay as much. But the change in consistency lately has a lot to do with why I am cutting back on Grubhub. I've gone from probably about 75% down to closer to 60. 
Grubhub's saturating my market with drivers. They're making it harder to get scheduling because what they're doing is they're adding so many guys that there's just fierce competition for the schedule blocks. If there's a whole lot of drivers trying to get those blocks, you suddenly start getting more drivers willing to take 85% or 95% of offers in order to get that earlier scheduling access. And I'm not willing to take that pay cut though. So it's a little harder to get the schedule blocks. But the other thing is they're playing games. You know, if I reject orders too much, there's a long pause between orders. And okay, I'm assuming it's a punishment type of thing, but maybe there's a possibility that they just aren't that many orders and they've lost market that badly. I don't know. But, you know, the thing is, when it's 20 minutes between orders, which has never been an issue before with Grubhub, I'm taking an offer from DoorDash. I'm taking an offer from Uber Eats. And, and of course, I'm not going to be taking a Grubhub order while I'm out delivering for one of these other guys. So all of that, I think, plays into this drop in percentage for Grubhub. Now, the thing is, I don't do Postmates anymore. And it's not about money. Because, guys, I track every delivery. And you'd be surprised. You know, the offers that I take from Postmates were actually the highest profit per hour of any of the companies. So I know that surprises a lot of people. But the issue wasn't money. The issue was they started stacking orders on without my permission. Say I take an order from Bob's Pizza Emporium. It's a fake name, but you know. And next thing I know, I've got four orders. I get a note that we've added this order. We've added two orders. I didn't get the opportunity to accept or decline. They just add it. And then the problem is you can't selectively unassign any of those that they added on. And when I'm sitting there where one order was fine, but I'm not willing to do four orders from this place, I cancel and it cancels all four orders. Then I get an Instagram says, you've been canceling a lot of orders. So we're going to put you in timeout. You got to wait an hour before we send you anything else. And then on top of that, they're deactivating drivers now for canceling orders. And so it's just a lot of garbage. I'm done with that. And so it's not about money there. In fact, none of this stuff really has to do with how much these companies are paying me themselves. So here are my thoughts on what, <clears throat> excuse me, what Grubhub and DoorDash and Postmates and Uber Eats, what they can do that if any of them do this, they've got a far greater chance of getting more acceptance out of me, getting more of my time, getting more loyalty. They could do this and they could do it without spending money. And so I'm going to shift this a little bit here. I'm going to address this now directly to you, to Matt Maloney at Grubhub, to Tony Shu over at DoorDash, Sebastian Lehman over at Postmates, to Dara over at Uber Eats. I know it's a waste of time doing this because I know you're not going to listen, probably because this is such a freaking tiny podcast, right? But, you know, how's this going to get to you? But heck, even if I was Joe Rogan, you know, I don't think you're going to listen because I don't think you care. I don't think you want to hear this. And so maybe your first step is to fix that perception, you know? But guys, here I am. I'm at about a 20% acceptance rate across the board. I know you want more. You guys are doing all the manipulation tactics trying to get more, but your incentives aren't making it worthwhile. Your manipulation and your threats don't make it worth doing. But there are things that you can do. You could get a higher acceptance rate out of me. You could get more loyalty. Uh, Dara, Tony, Bastion, like I told you that I do almost everything with Grubhub. You could get me to flip to focusing primarily on you. Now, Bastion, there's that auto add-on issue I just talked about that uh, you got to fix that if you want a chance. But the rest of you, and you can all do this without throwing more money at it, without 
increasing your delivery fees, all of that stuff. And the main thing that you've got to do, what it really boils down to is respect. Respect your drivers. Now, in last week's episode, I introduced the interview by mentioning the fact that uh, Grubhub, they had such an incredible amount of loyalty among their driver community. And it was amazing when you think about it. And that loyalty just evaporated over a very short period of time. Matt, did you ever notice that? Did you notice that you had drivers that were like Grubhub or nothing? They would do anything and everything. That There was this incredible sense of loyalty. And did you notice that it went away and how quickly it went away? You guys did some great things to build loyalty, and you did a lot of things that disrespected drivers that contributed to that evaporation. You know, Matt, once upon a time, you made it easy to deliver for you. You had this dedicated driver care team, and it just, you know, the support was phenomenal, at least compared to everybody else. You had dedicated driver specialists. You still do, but they were more accessible then, I think. You know, we could actually go to an office. Um, Here in Denver, you actually moved the office, and you did it kind of in a clandestine way. You won't tell us where that new office is. When I started out with you guys, there was there was more of a sense of partnership, and I especially saw that in the driver community. And then you started treating us like adversaries. You took away that easy access to driver care. You, Whenever people knew about a number that would get directly to driver care, you took it away because you wanted to, I don't know, put up a gatekeeper for it or something like that. Your specialists become unresponsive and and you started manipulating more and bullying and coercing and threatening. And it was like that respect that we felt was gone. It was a total 180. And I don't think you're ever getting that loyalty back. You were the one company that you've never needed referral programs but I think you're finding it's a lot harder now than it ever was to get drivers to go with you. And you know why it is? Because you've lost that loyalty. You've lost everything. And you did it in a way that I don't think you're ever going to get it back. So, guys, here's one way you can respect us. Be honest. Quit manipulating. Quit spinning. Quit lying to us. Matt, you guys, you know, one of the most frustrating things you guys do is you you put out these incentives that aren't really incentives. You send out these texts that say, hey, if things are busy out there, head on out because we're offering bonuses of up to $6 on select orders. Oh, that sounds great. We'll go out. We'll get some bonuses. There's no bonuses. Everybody knows now, usually they didn't at first, but you figure it out pretty quickly, that you had the words up to and select. Those words give you an out. They give you a, an excuse not to give those bonuses. It's a freaking carrot on a stick. They're code words for you're not getting squat. Guys, if you're going to offer incentives, then offer the incentives. Don't make it iffy. Don't throw legal language that gives you an excuse not to give it. Offer the freaking incentive and pay it out. Tony, guys, everybody knows you're the king of spin. Everything about this pay model change you went through last year, it was all wrapped up in spin. Everything about the old pay model was all about spin. You'd justify that $1 base fee under the old model because, well, you would say drivers are being made whole on the other orders. You know, that's all spin. It's all uh, something to kind of get our attention off of things. And now with the new pay model, you tell us, hey, the base pay, it's going to be calculated on time and distance. Yeah, well... How does that work when there's a 10-mile delivery that's only got a $2 base pay? So guess what? Guys, we don't believe you. It's like, how do you know when the CEO of a delivery company is lying? They're moving their mouth. 
we don't believe you. And when we don't believe you, how do we get loyal to that? So here's a couple of ways that you can show some respect and that really make a difference. You know, one is to respect our time. I don't know if you understand this. I'm, I'm sure you probably do, maybe. But, you know, you can give us a pay increase without giving us a pay increase. In fact, Bastion, you gave us a pay increase and at the same time gave us a 20% pay cut. And that's because, you know, one of the things you did, though, was you invested in trying to make things more efficient as far as the pickup with the restaurants. And I noticed the difference, you know. So, yeah, you went and you slashed the driver fees. We weren't real happy about that. But I was more profitable with you once you fixed some of the weight issues that were so bad. And that's the thing is if you can make it so we can get more deliveries done, we make more money and you don't have to pay us any more money. You see, we make more money, but it doesn't have to come out of your pocket. So get efficient, get better at communicating with restaurants about when the food's ready. Quit making us wait for freaking ever at the restaurant. And Matt, you're the absolute worst at this. In fact, there's a lot of things, Matt, that you guys are the worst at. I'm sorry, but you are. You send us the order the same time the restaurant gets it never be sending us anywhere, especially, you know, when the restaurant doesn't even know that the order's there and they haven't confirmed it. You make us wait and we're not paid to wait. We're not giving anything extra. And so, you know what, if, if, if we're using our time, respect that time. Cause you know, the crazy thing is if that restaurant's got the food ready, when we get there, if we can get in and out of there, a $6 order from that restaurant is often worth more than the $15 order where we've got to wait around. So, I know you guys probably see me as just a cherry picker because I've got this 20% acceptance rating, but pay close attention to what I'm accepting and rejecting. And you ever notice any of cherry pickers though, that are rejecting $20 orders? You ever see them taking the $5 orders that I'm taking? Do you pay attention to the offers I do take? Ever try to figure out why? Because it's all about efficiency. If you give me a half dozen $5 orders that I'll take 10 minutes each, I'm a lot happier with those than I am with that one hour, $25 delivery that I got to drive a lot, more, a lot of miles because I've got a lot more profit in the same amount of time. It's all about efficiency. But, you know, I think this is part of the problem is you don't have to pay us for that wait time. And I think it makes it easier to waste that time. And that's where respect comes in. Now, along those lines, there's another way that you can show respect and that's respect our cost. Because you know that it costs me money to use my car to do those deliveries. I'm buying gas, but I'm also wearing my car out, you know, and, and that's costing something. And so what do you do when that's a reality? You go out and you increase the distance from which restaurants can order. And, and I see orders that are going 15 miles from the restaurant. Guys, did you ever think that one through? I mean, yeah, you can get more choices for customers to order from. So maybe there are more orders that you'll get and more things that you'll make some money on. But, you know, do you realize the fact that when the customer orders from 15 miles away, there's a good chance that that food is more than an hour old by the time it gets to them? Did you think about that? Yeah, you got that extra order. Congratulations. Well, good luck getting a second order from that customer. Matt, you were complaining just the other day about how customers don't have loyalty to a platform. Well, did you ever consider the fact that there's a reason for that? Matt, you've got to give them a reason to be loyal to your platform. And the thing is, you know, you pay us for that 
15-mile delivery for what you once paid us for a five-mile delivery. You should, guys, you ought to listen to the podcast that uh, the rideshare guy did uh, with the uh, CEO with Cluster Truck. Because they're in operation, they're just in a few markets, but they've been profitable. Wouldn't you love to be profitable? You kind of, um, you're all kind of, I think, under a lot of pressure for that. But you know, one of the keys is for them, they limit their distance. They have a much smaller radius, but their customer satisfaction is through the roof. The thing is, guys, you're asking us to spend our money. You're asking us to pretty much ruin our cars. And so, you know what? All of this is so that your customers can get their food. Now, we know that's part of business, but you got to show some respect for what we're doing by not abusing that. So, guys, here's the big one. Respect the independent contractor relationship. Bastion, you know this is where you screwed up big time, right? When you took away the choice on multiple orders, you punished drivers for standing up for your rights. Dude, dude, that's just a major screw up there. And guys, I know it's tough sometimes because drivers, man, there's some idiots out there, aren't there? You've got to deal with a lot of garbage because of what some drivers do. Some of the stuff they do, I mean, I scratch my head and I'm sure you got to really wonder what gets into these people's minds. But you do realize, don't you? You're the ones that signed up for this. More to the point, you insisted we sign up for this. You chose to use contractors and you chose a model that doesn't allow you to control our work. But that's the problem, guys. You try to control us. You try to treat us like employees. You try to be the boss. You ask us to allow you to get out of the cost of hiring employees. You ask us to give up the protections that go with being employees. But, you know, when you do that, you should respect that then by not trying to take away the rights that go with being a contractor. Matt, you lost that incredible amount of loyalty by doubling down on the bullying and the threatening. So you ask us to be independent contractors. You ask us to do you a solid by letting you bail on taxes and insurance and all that stuff. And you try and control us. And that pisses me off. And it pisses me off for this particular reason. I want to be an independent contractor. I choose this option because if it ever comes to the point where these laws go through and I have to be an employee to keep on doing delivery, my delivery days are done. I don't like AB5. I do dislike this pro act that's happening nationally because it takes away my freedom. I think it infringes really on the overall right of business ownership. And, and there's something insidious about it that just, it, it just bothers me. But guys, you idiots are giving them ammo. They're breathing down your neck. You're spending millions and millions of dollars to fight these kinds of legislations and everything like that. And you're spending millions on attorney fees to fight misclassification suits and you're giving them freaking ammo by trying to control your independent contractors. Now, here's the deal with the independent contractor relationship. It makes you the customer, and I get that. Yeah, being an independent contractor, it gives us a lot of rights, but it also relieves you of some obligations. And in my choice to be an independent contractor, I'm, I'm okay with that. But in the end, I understand that since you're my customer, you don't owe me anything. I get that. You can choose not to give me a single freaking order. I totally accept that. But here's my advice to you. Don't be that prima donna type of customer. You know what I'm talking about? Or think about it this way. Think about all those guys that are scamming you by ordering and lying and trying to get out of it, trying to get these refunds for food that actually was delivered, but they say it wasn't. And you're getting scammed for it. And you've got to work around those kinds of customers. Well, 
that's the customer who tries to take advantage of this customer is always right stuff. So don't you go and do the same thing. You know what I'm talking about? You can decide not to offer deliveries to me. That's your right as my customer. You can play all the games you want. We'll bully for you. But you also understand when it comes to crunch time, when you are all needing my help, like in times like there's a storm, there's a busy event going on, and you've, you, you can't keep up with the demand, and you need me. You need me bad. Well, who's getting my attention? Because you all need me. Probably the customer that is the least like the prima donna. That's who's getting my attention. And here's one last way to show respect, and that's, that's pretty much to have our backs. And Matt and Tony, I'm really focusing on you. Have you ever noticed that I'm, uh, I'm really talking about to you guys a lot, but you really need to learn this. If you ask us to go out of our way and have our backs on this, Matt, you guys are throwing out offer after offer that's seven miles away. And so I think, okay, well, you must really need drivers there. I'll take one. I'll stay busy. And guess what happens after I drop that off? Instead of keeping me busy there, you throw out another offer that's seven miles away in a totally different direction. It's like instead of rewarding me, instead of actually keeping me busy by going where you asked me to go, you just want to keep pushing me out somewhere else. And Tony, dude, you really opened up a can of cluster with your latest stunt. You know the one I'm talking about? See if these words sound familiar. Your account may be reviewed for deactivation if you have more than one delivery issue. Seriously, Tony? What kind of message does that send to drivers? I'll tell you what message has been received. Uh, and I see it. I mean, gosh, I hope you're monitoring the forums, the Facebook pages, understanding, you know, how people feel, because you'll see what a mess that's created for you. Because the message that everybody got, you know, when the restaurant forgets an item, well, it's our fault. When the customer lies about a delivery, it's on us. We are the fall guy. That's how drivers are feeling right now. How do you build loyalty with that kind of an environment. And here's the deal. We're more likely to look out for you if we think that you care about what happens to us, you know, but you're all playing this game of threatening people with suspension and deactivation and you're using fear and manipulation. And I don't know, maybe, maybe it gets some results, but I'm going to tell you it's a lot more destructive in the long run than you realize. I think it's hurting you more than it's helping you. And here's the crazy thing. You know, who's getting hurt by these games that you're playing? It's your top dasher. It's your premier driver. You know, it's the ones that are already doing all the things you're trying to manipulate everybody into doing, and they're the ones that are getting punished. They're the ones getting screwed out of it because it's it's the top dasher that's more likely to take that order from the customer who's trying to score a free meal because that customer's probably not tipping. And so it's your top dasher. It's your premier driver that is taking that order. Top dasher is more likely to take <clears throat> the extremely late order because, well, they've got to keep their acceptance rate up, right? But now what you've done, you've put them into this lose-lose situation. You turn the order down, your acceptance rate drops, and your top dasher status is in danger. You take that order and you're in danger of losing your customer rating and or now getting one of two strikes against you. They're screwed. Do you see what you've done there? You've created a system that punishes the people who are already doing the things you're trying to manipulate everybody else into doing. And it's counterproductive. You can't build loyalty among the people that you throw under the bus. That's brilliant. 
Here's the thing, guys. You built this language in to protect the independent contractor status into our contracts. You know, you say we're a business-to-business relationship. You use language like this is a relationship of equals. Well, if you want to build loyalty, if you want to get more out of drivers, treat it that way. Quit trying to be the boss. Respect the relationship that you insisted on creating. I realize, I think as I record this, I've noticed it probably even more than when I was writing kind of the associated posts that I always put up. This is sounding more like a gripe fest, you know, and maybe it's me realizing there's there's a lot longer way to go in, in building things up than maybe I realized when I first started writing. But I think there's a lot of underlying stuff that is positive. Because here's the thing, guys, you accomplish more with honey than with vinegar. You know, if anyone created a relationship with their contractors where you did the things that you promised, where you do all these things that are non-monetary, you watch out for our efficiency, you watch out for us, you create an environment where it's worthwhile and good business to take more orders, you create an army of super fans among your drivers. And guys, if you want a real good example of this, you got to go listen to Harry, uh, the rideshare guy, and listen to his interview uh, with the uh, CEO from Cluster Truck. And they're just a small operation. They're in a, um, they're just in a few markets. You know, they're they're growing smallly. Now, one of the things is different. They own the food prep side as well, so they own the whole process. But you know what? If this guy's to be believed, yeah, they've got an incredible amount of retention with drivers. They've got drivers that have been from with them for the beginning. They've got a waiting list. So I'll put an I'll put a link to that interview in the show notes. You ought to listen to it. Because, you know, here's the takeaway that I got about it. You know, they train their customers to meet the driver instead of making the driver waste so much time going up trying to find the customer. Now, they prepare the food themselves, so it makes it a little easier for them to do this part. But they actually come out and meet the driver with the food when the driver arrives there. They, they stack the orders in ways that are very, very efficient. They're all about efficiency. And guess what? They got a waiting line for drivers. They're profitable. They're not worried about acceptance rates or any of those things. Now, I got to admit, when I'm listening to it, the first red flag that went off on my mind was, you know, he was saying that, hey, we are profitable because we can control the whole process, including the delivery drivers. And my first thought is, yeah, but they're independent contractors. Aren't you kind of crossing some lines with some of this stuff? Well, you know, here's the deal. If everything they said is true, you know what? If I'm in that situation, I probably don't have any problem taking all the orders because if they're looking out for me, if they're having my back, if they are caring about my efficiency and making it worth my time to do those, I got no problem taking those orders. I may just try and get on that wait list, you know, but I'm sure we didn't get any of the dark side of the company. I'm sure there are probably some issues as well. But here's the deal, though. It's like, you know, he painted a very different picture of that relationship with the driver. They're not adversaries, they're partners. And when you can do that, when you respect the driver, I think the lesson here is you've got fewer problems with drivers. You have less issues with getting orders fulfilled. And you get them much more likely to help you accomplish your goals. So, you know, maybe think about this, guys. You don't own the restaurant, so the cluster truck thing, maybe some of that won't translate. But you know what, Matt, Tony, Adara, Bastian, 
I tell you what, the way you're headed right now, it's your own kind of cluster and it kind of rhymes. You know what I'm saying? Respect the drivers. You would be amazed at what comes out of that. Hey, Courier Nation, thanks again for being part of this episode. And um, and let me know your thoughts on all of this stuff. Uh, let me know the things that would be important to you. In the meantime, guys, is this website, is this podcast, is any of this helping you run your delivery business? If it is, um, can you share us? Can you spread the news? Can you let people know about us? Because more people that can be found, that's more people. We can help them take control of their business as well. And in fact, that's what I'm going to ask you to do right now is take control. Take control of, and really is taking control of your life and your career and all of this. Go out there, take control of what you're doing there and be the boss. 